Welcome to the Salon Professional Podcast brought to you by Evolve Salon Systems. If you are in the professional salon industry, this podcast was created for you. We are going to talk about everything from trending topics, motivation, business savvy, and bring you incredible guests along the way. If you love what you're hearing, please hit that subscribe button and definitely leave us a review. Thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome to the Salon Professional Podcast. I'm joined by a lovely guest, Miss Frida, and ready for this, Rosides. Right? Did I do it right? It was perfect. <laughs> Perfection. I'm so happy you're here and we're, you know, I'm thank- like so thankful for Zoom because we're able to connect and you're all the way in Australia right now and I'm in New Hampshire in the States and we miss having you guys visit. We miss you guys so much from Mr. Smith. But um, I want to start with you've had you have such an incredible career in the beauty industry. And I just want to introduce you to our audience and just kind of talk about where you started and where you are. I started my career at um, I was 15 years old um, and I went into my first salon at the age of 18, not knowing anything. I was so naive. And I mean, I think that's um it was a good thing back then. So, um, but then I got to about 30 and I just became really bored with what I was doing. So, um, I fell into fashion week. Well, not fell into fashion week, but that's a long story. So anyway, I I have to back you up. Why were you bored? What were you just kind of doing the same old thing? I was doing, well, no, you know what? Um, without sounding, I, I always try and caution when I, I became successful really quickly. I don't know. And it wasn't because um, I actually knew what I was doing because I was so young, but I think I loved, I loved, um, you know, my job so much. Um, And, you know, there were periods there where I would work seven days straight. Uh, I remember my car got uh, reported as stolen because it hadn't moved because I would live at the back of the salon. So I loved what I was doing, but I think I was burnt out and I was just looking for something different. I needed something more than just going to the salon and, and working with an incredible team of stylists and having these wonderful clients. But, you know, um, I, I bought my own home. I, um, I was successful financially, I guess, I, you know, um, yeah. so I, I'd achieved everything that I ever thought I, I would achieve. That's great to point out though, as a stylist, you can be very financially successful. So I, I was think- very, yeah. I mean, and that's why I always caution when I talk about things like that, but I worked hard for it. I worked really hard. I, I come from a very working class family. So I'm a migrant mm-hmm. to Australia. I was three years old and, and that was instilled in me by my mum and dad. They were both factory workers. My mum would bring home work and we would help her because that would bring in a, a couple of cents extra a week. So, you know, I, I, there's a whole story yeah. behind that in itself. You're no stranger to hard work (laughs) for sure. Absolutely not. And, um, so, so yeah, by the time I got to about 30, I I'd had my own home, you know, I'd been married, I had my son and then I was just looking for more things. And, um, and I guess from there, we fashion week started here, uh, back in 1998. I was invited to participate, uh, by L'Oreal, uh, L'Oreal back then. And, um, yeah. And so I thought, oh my goodness, this is 
next level. This is what I want to do. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Were you so, intimidated at first? Like, were you, when you, like your first fashion week or fashion show when you were doing the hair, were you nervous? Um, I have to admit, I, here in Australia, I didn't feel nervous because I knew the team. I knew everyone that was okay. I knew everyone, so that was easy. Um, okay. But then going to New York for the first time, it, that was intimidating. That was it really was. intimidating. Yeah, that was really intimidating because that was extra. That was next right. level again. It was something that I dreamt of, never thought I could achieve, and then here I was. And I'll never forget um, – I was at a show one time and I kneeled down and I just, I was on the phone to my husband and I called him to say, this is one of those moments that I never thought I would experience. It was in February. It was a February show. And all I could see, it was snowing outside. It was, um, it was off. It wasn't like in Bryant Park. It was like, an I was gonna say, were you in, I'm picturing it in my mind, the snow yeah. in Bryant Park. Yeah, okay. it wasn't, this, this show, one, my first show was at Bryant Park. This wasn't my first New York show, but it was um, just the whole scene of what was going on. Like all these black SUVs, these impeccably dressed <laughs> women with their, you know, uh, jewels coming into this space that was just, I, I can still picture it today. Like the vases of flowers were just huge. It was, it was incredible. And I, I had one of those six in the city moments that I thought, wow, <laughs> this is it. I've made it. Um, You're like, I've made it. Need, don't need to do anything else after this. I have arrived. It was just, yeah. But then I got to Paris and I thought, Oh my oh, goodness. Wow. So then Paris is another level again. Paris is spectacular. I mean, Paris, um, and it's all to do with the mag. I mean, New York is like my favorite city in the world, but Paris right. has something different again. You know, the couture fashion week, uh, these incredible buildings that are hundreds of years old. Um, just the history and the history the involved of it. and the, the designers and the teams. It's really, it's fun. But it's, 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 it's really hard work and I feel very, very blessed and fortunate and I never, ever take that for granted. So it's something And you're that, still very active in the fashion oh, week yeah. scene, like yeah. you're going to all the shows. That's yeah. where I had the pleasure of meeting you once, got to chase That's you right. around, which was fun. Right. I was like so nervous to get in your way. So when you, when you, like take us inside of that a little bit, like are you creating the looks or is the designer saying here is the collection, you're creating the hair or you're collaborating on the hair? How does that all work? Oh, look, this really depends on who you're working with and there'll be designers okay. that will just give you their inspiration and they will say, this is the type of vibe I'm thinking. Others are very clear with their direction. They'll say, you know, I don't want to see any hair. I want it very clean. I want it very minimal. Others will just, so it really depends. Um, but it's a, a, most of the time it's a, a collaboration between yourself and the designer. Um, so I, I mean, I do a lot of my own shows, so I still, I direct shows for different designers, but then I'm wow. still very much part of, I work with Sam McKnight and that is totally, he's the hair director there and he directs his team. Um, and I'm blessed to be on his team. So when it's with Sam, he's 100% the designer and, um, you know, he, he, collaborates with the designers, but when it's Mr. Smith shows and I'm working with like, um, 
the time when you came backstage. Um, that ah. was up for me. I, you know, I met with the designer uh, two days before that and you do a hair test. So you work together, you look at the clothes, they talk you through the collection and then you, you know, you do a collaboration about hair and sometimes you may have to change it two or three times and then you go back to your first one. It's just at the end of the day, what I always say to, to my team, it's, it's not about um, what we want. It's about what the designer wants. And he has worked on this project for, for maybe six months. Um, and right. we are there to create his dream and make sure that his vision is seen and that um, no one should um, expect to come and work at fashion week and take offense to anything because, you know, I've been to shows where last minute they'll want to change. You know, you've, you've worked on something and they'll, want, they'll say, no, 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 I've just changed my mind. I've seen something else. So, and that does happen. It's not, it's not. So you have to be good under pressure. You have so to you, be you, you must have a calmness. I mean, I'm sure inside you're freaking out a little bit, but um, what, is, like, who is the most like exciting designer that really had you awestruck when you met them? I've tripped her up. She's met everyone. I know you've worked. I know. I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think. Look, I really like. I I really like uh, a brother sister team, and they have a. um, They're out of Sweden, and their brand is called Namachenko. And I just really like their vibe. I love their clothes. Very unisex. And I remember um, a few years ago, I did their show for them in Paris. I've done, I've done several of their shows and now one of our artists is still working with them um, because I'm here in Australia and we can't travel. Hey. But their brand is called Namachenko and I loved it because one time, you know, they allowed me to spray bright roots on their hair. You know, like Billie Eilish. Have you seen yeah. that? But this was before yes. she was out. This was a so few fun. years ago. This was a few yeah. years ago. And, you know, they're really creative. Like I saw this season, um, Michael uh, Delmas, who did the hair, he's Paris-based. They had these heavy fringes with um, uh, that were crimped. Like they're really innovative. Oh, and that's fine. what I like about them. Yeah. I like the fact that they push the boundaries. They're young and up and coming. Um, but otherwise... Very I fun. Yeah. Otherwise, you've worked, you've worked every show. You've worked like I feel like you've worked with every designer at some point. When I look yeah, at like the I resume, of who you've worked with. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked on um, pra- practically every single show. There's there's not That's a show incredible that I haven't worked on. So um, Chanel's if always that wasn't a- Chanel. Chanel's that always. looks like. Yeah. Is Chanel that the is- one that it's like you've made it when you did that show for the first um, time? Yeah, it's just it's just different. It's just it's so iconic. It is. It really yeah. is. It's always at the Grand Palais. There's always about seventy to eighty models. It's um, yeah, it's spectacular. It's really it's spectacular. spectacular. Yeah. So I feel like you had so much on your plate. So, you know, running salons, um, we're traveling the world, working all these fashion weeks. And then in 2015, you launch a brand. You've got to tell me how this all came to be. Well, look, realistically, David launched the brand. It's his David is your son. He's -hmm. the best. We love him. He's incredible. I mean, I know you like him too. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) He is, um, yeah, he's he's an only child. 
So he had no choice wow. but to, yeah, he, and my husband, he also has his own business and I've always been um, self-employed and freelance. So I always wondered what he would do. Um, but while he was at university, he got an internship at another hair care brand because they were very good friends of mine. So it just, it was just sure. organic. It was organic the yeah. way the whole thing happened. And then, um, at one point I always knew he was going to do something on his own, but I didn't know what it was. And then, um, you know, one day he said, I think I might just do something, you know, within hair care. And I said, absolutely, darling. I was going to support him with it, with whatever he was going to do. It wasn't, yeah. I didn't even give it too much thought, but then once the process started, um, I did become involved in just giving him advice on what I would do. Um, and then once we did the first shoot, I thought, Oh, I stood back and I said, darling, I said, you have a brand here. And it just took off so quickly. And within How 12 exciting. months. Yeah. So it's yeah. taken off here at Evolve for sure. We, and you know, we launched during a pandemic. I know like yeah. there were thoughts of, do we push off the launch to wait till after the pandemic? Yeah. And then it was like, nope, we're going full steam ahead. And I can't believe like people are just, they love it. And the messages I keep seeing on social media is like, had to refill my shelf again. And they're posting pictures and it's just flying off the shelves. And the packaging is beautiful. The sense, I mean, it's, it's really true luxury. It's beautiful. Um, it really is. did you collaborate on the creation you and David, or was it more David and you just kind of giving input? No, it was definitely David, um, because that's his strength. Um, but mine mm -hmm. was definitely what went in the bottle. Um, and what products were you like, you had like as a stylist and, like behind the chair and as an artist that's at fashion week, what were the types of products that you were like, we absolutely need in this line? Well, for me, uh, whatever styling products we had, they had to be, um, they had to be able to be layered and not heavy on the head because, because especially when you are doing things in the salon or at fashion week, you want clients to still feel their hair and be able right. to get their hands through it. I, I'm not, a, a, I love using a lot of products, but I still want to feel yeah. my hair. I, I'm always right. putting my hands through my hair. I'm not one that um, wants my hair to not move. Hair, okay. hair is a natural, organic, you know, um, fabric. It needs to be able to breathe and move and flow. So for me, um, our products had to move. I didn't want heavy products. Uh, they needed to be water soluble. They needed to be uh, able to be layered. Um, and for and me, I went into the test kitchen and said, here's what oh, we need. So he was really playing around with ingredients and yes. we trying so many different ingredients. We wanted to use Australian ingredients and we wanted to use uh, as many organic ingredients as possible. Um, okay. as well as, um, some really beautiful essential oils because we wanted it. So when you go and have a shower and you're washing your hair, we wanted the whole house to, to have this beautiful scent. Yes. Um, so, so, um, all of that. So we, it's an experience. It is an experience. We didn't want any parabens. We didn't want any sulfates. We didn't want any nasties. Um, I test yep. all the products, so I don't want anything that is, going to be harmful. Like I do Great. all the testing on myself and on my family. Um, and I have very wonderful, loyal friends whenever I, I need to test things, you know, I'll have full day 
testings um, usually on a Sunday, Monday or after hours. So um, for some salon space, we're going up. We've got a whole space being built where we're going up six floors here in Australia. That's a whole other story. Wow. Um, but look, wow. it is, um, yeah, so all the testing, I do all the testing, but David is definitely um, all into the design. So the design is all him. And plus now we have a whole marketing team. Um, and right, you've got, a, you've got a brand. Like you said, when we've got a brand. you have an, an exciting brand. And... What happens when mother and son do not agree? <laughs> Who wins? <laughs> um, actually, we, we have had heated discussions. Of course. And we're, both very, is, yeah. Yeah, we're both very passionate about what we do. At the end of the day, we must stay in our lane. So mm-hmm. if it's about the product, I'm going to win. And if it's about right. the design, if it's about the design of something, it, the decision is his. Um, so we, you know, we always need to remember who's responsible for what, and then, you know, we have to take accountability for that. Um, because as soon as we start blurring those lines is, um, disaster, that's where things won't. Yeah. We're going to talk about, um, since you are on the forefront of what's happening in trend, we're going to get there, but I have to ask. And I can't believe I've never asked this before. Why the name Mr. Smith? I love it. I think it's really just clever. I think it's, I love it. It it built something for me in my mind, but what was the reason for the name? How did you guys come up with that? Well, David again came up with the name. I remember when he told me the name, he said, what do you think of Mr. Smith? And I said, oh my God, I love it. He said, me too. He said, that's the name. And I said, oh, 100%. So he was, um, when he was going through the process of what um, his brand or our brand was going to be called, um, he didn't want it to be ego driven. So for him, he did not want his own personal name or anything like that or any family name connected to it. He felt he wanted something that was going to resonate with, with everyone. And he, at first, I think he just, he went for, uh, you know, like Smith. And then, then as soon as he said the Mr. Smith, he felt that was, um, that would connect with everyone. So he felt it was, um, something that everyone would resonate to. It's also one of the most common names in the world. Um, right. Smith Jones. Um, so yeah, he really just wanted something that would resonate with everybody. Um, and so, you know, that, that's, that's really it. It wasn't, um, there's no other hidden meaning behind it. He just it was just, you guys liked it. it. Yeah. Um, like I said, no, at first he, he, he went to Smith and then he said, no, he said, Mr. Smith, it just elevated it. And as soon as he told me, as soon as he said to me, what do you think of Mr. Smith? For me, it was instant. <laughs> I said, oh, I love it. I said, that's, that's it. That's our brand. He said, yeah, he said to that. me, it says, um, like to the point, I don't know why to me. So I'm like thinking, I look at it, I see it. It's beautiful. I feel like it's luxury. It's affordable. Like it's, it's a wonderful price point for what's in yeah. that bottle. My gosh. Absolutely. And then I see that name and I think everything's just to the point. Like it's, yeah. it's simple. I understand what to use. I know what the foundation does. I know what everything yeah. does. Um, yeah. pretty easy to figure out volumizing, you know, yeah. like it's, it's and to that's, the point. 
I think that's part of the whole story as well. Like everything, whenever we talk about Mr. Smith, it's about style above all else, Mm -hmm. uh, substance, and that's always about, you know, what we put in our products and what we leave out of our products and simplicity, which is keeping everything chic, minimal, not complicated. Like you said, we know what every product does. We don't have any fancy names um, so that it's easy for the consumer to pick up. It's also a product that can sit in a, a very loud salon and it would sit beautifully and it'll sit beautifully in a very minimal Scandinavian style salon where it'll just, you know, sit back, um, but you'll still notice it. It's just, yeah, I think, I think personally we've done a great job with the brand. I'm very proud of it. And, um, yeah, I love, we think so too. We love our partnership with you. We love, and we know that education is really something that's important to your company. And it's been really challenging because we can't travel and do things. So we know that there's going to be a lot more to come, but if people want inspiration from the Mr. Smith brand right now, what would be the best way for them to achieve that? Oh my goodness. We have education. We have so much education. Um, First of all, I have an incredible um, director of education and she is based in New York. So Heather No, no, no. Heather Packer. Alexis is our, um, Heather. Yeah. She's our education director. Um, yes. Well, you guys keep adding people. This is incredible to see how big they're growing. (laughs) Heather Packer is, um, someone I met at fashion week in New York 14 years ago. Very, very, very experienced, incredibly talented. And she's building our team. I think we've got about, um, Oh, I don't really, I need to be, at least 14 on our education team and that's great wow, that's wonderful got, wow um, and a lot of them are experienced some are just starting through so we get um requests all the time we have a process for anyone that wants to join our education team so there's an application process and i believe there was a class yesterday uh, with all the different schedules um yeah there's so so many schedules and time zones and crazy things right crazy things but we have a thing called the education hub and you can go onto the education hub i believe evolve have got access to that so every dsc every dsc has access to what we call our education hub on the education hub it's a link like zoom so you you sure And um, you can see all our tutorials. You can also see um, any, uh, we've got short tutorials, long tutorials. Then we also have our Zoom classes that come up. So any Zoom classes that we that we have will be uploading onto our um, uh, education, education hub. hub. So that's one. So thing. any current salons have to check out the hub. All of our sales consultants are familiar with it. They can help you get there. If you're interested in exploring the brand, we can yes. help you do that as well, because it's, it's a really incredible special brand. And I know for us to be having so much success with it during, you know, a time of a lot of it being shut down and opening and shut down and opening, like we know it's special and um, yeah. people, the salons are not able to keep it on their shelves, which is not, it's great. What we like to hear for sure. Sure. So you have this beautiful brand, you travel the world. You, it's really exciting you to spend so much time with your son, your one and only, <laughs> which is incredible. Well, how does one, you know, if they're like, you know, this sounds really great, this life, this fashion week and traveling, how, what is the best advice you could give a stylist that's really interested in being a part of a fashion week and things like that? 
Oh, look, you have to work hard. Fashion Week is not something that just is handed to somebody. Fashion Week, you need to really, uh, first of all, you need to be a a team player. You you need to have um, a strong skin. You can't take anything personally. You need to be really well prepared. Like you have to have a, a really good clean kit so that when you show up and you need to be prepared to assist somebody. I don't care if you've been hairdressing for 20 years and you've Mm -hmm. got this young kid that's there that's only been in the industry for three years, but all they've done is uh, be an assistant to somebody that leads all these shows and they ask you to go and get a brush for them. You go and get a brush for them. You go get that brush. You are there to assist. So when you start off until you find your tribe, because fashion week i can talk about this um it's very it's more complicated than just a a quick two-minute conversation of course we we actually have um a whole session on this um we have an we've got some education classes about fashion week and how to prepare for them for anyone that's interested and they're on eventbrite and who better to learn from than you so that's Um, incredible so if you want to uh anyone that's interested um ask your dsc or go on to eventbrite and look at mr smith uh north america and you'll see some of those classes but just to answer your question Um, properly Um, so you need to be prepared to assist and sometimes um, someone may have to come and take over Um, someone may say Lisa I need to finish your model so if do you go go and assist Alexis I'll finish what you're doing Mm -hmm. here you just literally what you do is you go and assist wherever you've been asked to you don't look at the person and you don't think I know what I'm doing I may have been asked by the lead stylist. The lead stylist may have looked over across to me because we've been working together for, you know, five years and said, Frida, I think Lisa needs a hand. Can you go get Lisa to help someone else? So I'll look after your model. You're going to move. So little things right. like that. And often I've been there. I've seen people, I'm not, you know, I've seen people cry. I've seen people uh, <laughs> take things personally. You can't do that. And I don't want to, it's not a scary, it's not a scary place. No, to I know. Be. It's great if advice. It's, if yeah. your expectations, um, if you haven't been explained, um, you know, and you have no idea, you could think, oh my God, I've done this all wrong. But no, you haven't done it wrong. But um, the person that's, uh, you know, um, Anthony has given me some, Anthony said, oh, I need Lisa's model to, it's been changed by the designer. She's, they've changed her dress. So she's wearing something different. So it's quicker for him to tell me and I take over your model. Then do you know right. what I mean? So there's reasons Absolutely. for things that happen. You, you can't make up those reasons in your mind. You just need to, you know, do what you're told. Move it along. That's it. Until there's no, no, no. And it's just, and it's just, you're, you're part of a team. That's all it is. You're part of a team and then you find a team and then, you know, then it's like a well-oiled machine, but at every show, it feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. There's always new assistants. So that's just how it's fed into, you know, it's just how it is. Sometimes someone may be off, someone may be on a shoot. So there's always new assistants. So there's always that new energy to every group, but how it, um, how it typically works is 
each big, like the big, um, like your Guido, your Sam McKnight, your Gary Gill, your Eugene Suleiman, your all these big, you know, the one Anthony Turner, uh, Duffy, all the uh, James Peshers, I can't forget, like they are the yeah. best in the world. So they have their teams. And in those teams, there's assistance. And then also, like, we have our Mr. Smith teams, and I'm sure right. there's other brands. So, you know, you just need to find a way. And we always, um, through your DSC and through Alexis, we have a, a way to get into our, our teams as well. So Absolutely. Um, and I love that. And I'm going to put the Eventbrite link into the show notes. So anyone that's just like, you know, this sounds really exciting and this is oh, something yeah. I want to get involved in, you know, take a look at it and um, who better to learn from, like I said. So when something hits runway, so we know there's February, September, right, for the shows. When something hits in February, right, we're seeing the trends. When does that actually hit? main street when does when does it start becoming a trend that stylists need to know in salon because anyway there's some time lapse right there and do you know what for some it's instant for some okay. that are really passionate and they look at what's going on and they're like bang they're straight into it but generally it takes about six months sometimes longer for, okay. for it to become mainstream because i always say it's what we're seeing on the runway today, we're going to see in the salon. You may not think you're, so. You're, oh, right, you're like, we're going to see it. Yes. See so it. how does how does your how does Mr. Smith, like when you're creating on the runway and what you're seeing, do you automatically start getting that into the education to start teaching? So one hundred percent what we what we oh, do is that. And there's, um, we always have classes straight after runway. We do these sessions, we do sessions Um, because it's also, it's little things that change. It's not, everything doesn't change. It's just small changes that makes it current. It's like, remember when we were were just, everyone was just doing all the straight ends and then it was, you know, like, curl then straight ends but now it's more about polishing the ends and it's it's not like a twist on the ends but it's a little tweak on the ends it's little things and it may be like we are just going to like we're still going to have you know we're still going to have this quite effortless but we are going to have some lift on the root so that it may require more texture so when we're cutting it may it may just mean slicing through there it may just mean one big panel it's little things that change that make the look current it's it's wow. the same so you're taking all those details and it's teaching that it may be like a square bang, but it may like a curtain bang, but it may be, it, it's little things that, that we take away. Uh, it may be color palettes. So, mm-hmm. and those color palettes also come into our coloring, um, into the salon as well. So it's just changing, you know, you from like a, a platinum blonde, blonde into more a pearly blonde or a creamy blonde, just little tweaks. So I love it. Yes, I love that you take this and teach the salon. So we do. we're taking it from runway to main street and as a salon and a stylist now, there's so much competition and not from the hair salon. It's from, you know, YouTube, it's from, uh, you know, mega brands that are not professional only brands and yeah. things like that and DIY at home. So it's so important to be on the forefront and able to bring this 
you know, type of education and then share it in your salon and give these looks to your clients. It's so important. So that is so exciting that you guys provide this. Tell me a little bit about what we're going to see for spring, summer, and then a little bit into um, fall, winter. I think now with what, what I've been watching and this is, I, I literally am scrolling through because my team, like um, the team that I work with, um, they just, um, they, they just did the Fendi show. So that was incredible, but it's only a small team of five. And I was invited to that, but we can't even fly. Like we can't. No, you're in Australia. You, you are in lockdown. <laughs> and, um, and then Dries, the Dries show in Belgium. But what I'm seeing is a lot more because I think with the pandemic and how it still is, we're still looking yeah. at a lot more um, natural type hair. But we're still uh, and w- but we're seeing different textures, so more sort of um, effortless, but a little bit wet. So I think we're going to be seeing still a lot more. Um, like I'd be using the foundation and braiding your hair and then shaking your hair out, just giving it movement like that. I think we're seeing. Um, so foundation, let me back you up. Foundation's like your signature product. So how yeah. we're applying that in our hair, wet and braiding and then letting it dry. And yeah. then doing yeah. really simple, really simple uh, looks so that, um, so that clients can do their or guests can do their hair at home because we're all mm-hmm. going through, I don't know what you guys are going through, but, you know, we're all going through these lockdown still, there's still lockdown in different countries. We're going back Mm -hmm. to masks again. Like there's all these, so people are looking and we are all doing, Oh, just got a a message from one of my um, friends in Sweden that that, uh, is on my team on our fashion week team. Can you hear that? Oh, I I mean, she's, she's busy. She's getting like messages right now. (laughs) Very important things. I love it. You're an important lady. <laughs> so, um, but that's the type of thing. I think we're looking at um, a lot of the styles we're seeing are, are still effortless, but things that our clients can do at home. So I would be doing things like putting the foundations through the hair, braiding the hair, letting it dry, shaking it out so that, um, you know, we can easy looks that our guests can, can create at home if they're not able to go right. into the salon. Um, also, I think. So if colors, they are able, you know, to go into the salon, that's still a great recommendation for them to do at home. home right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's also a great technique for, it's a really simple technique that stylists can do mm-hmm. because I think too many times we get stuck into doing the same look for so, for every single guest. Right. Like I'd like right. to see, I'd like to see something more than a mermaid, if I'm going to be honest. Right. Like, yes. Something more than just that. I think I'd right. like to see just, you know, maybe even just a little, like a different texture, just a slightly different texture to the hair and by using different products, we're going to achieve a different type of texture. So um, I would be using maybe even just a sea salt and shaking the hair out and just molding the hair, like really getting the hair uh, a little bit, um, just a little bit more lived in. 
are you and i we're i think lived in hair is definitely a big buzzword right now like that's huge what about transitioning you know we've got a vaccine now so we're going to be transitioning into fall winter and i think people are going to be so ready to really up their look what are we going to see with like like are we going to see more structure and like cuts and different things like what can we look forward to for like fall winter I definitely think once we are all immunised and people um, are travelling and are moving freely, we will definitely yes. see more structure. I think there's going to be a real, like, bang, strong haircuts. I think that'll even, like, even the way we're dressing, I think you'll see more power suits. I think it'll be a whole new wave of what we're seeing. Even our colours, I think the block colours we're seeing, uh, will be yes. more suspend. Um, so I think that all goes with the with the stronger haircuts, as opposed to well, yeah. So um, just more structured and strong and powerful. Like we're seeing a lot of, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of like the money piece, but I think like you just said, we're going to see a lot more boldness with the color blocking, right? Yeah, I'm actually. Well, I guess by the time this podcast is out, I'm actually doing doing something with block color. As we speak, you are. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> when, can uh, we, when can we look forward to that education? Oh my goodness. Um, when yeah, can we look forward to that? Soon, soon. I would say within a month or so. Yeah. So just That's a so lot exciting. of block color, but really cool. Block color can be, there's so many different ways of doing block color. Mm-hmm. So um, that is definitely going to be uh, a big, a big thing. I mean, we so stylists right things. now have to prepare, right? Don't oh. you think like education is like yeah. right now is vital because if you're not strong in this type of structured haircutting and yeah. I, I'm loving this whole idea of these power cuts and this black Absolutely. color, um, like you've got to get that education now. I look, I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I've been in the industry forever. <laughs> and I still, I mean, I just did education for Sweden, uh, not Sweden, Spain, two nights ago. Um, I'm always doing education. I'm attending education and I'm doing education. I was going to ask you, how, how do you, do you take classes still? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love, I love that. I'm not, absolutely. Because unless I'm, um, look, and before I, I was blessed because I could stand back and I would watch, I would watch people like Sam McKnight work and I'd watch Eamon mm-hmm. work and, you know, people that I, you know, that are my mentors uh, or Anthony Turner, these incredible hairdressers, and, and I'm in awe of just watching these people work. So I, I was lucky where I was uh, learning as I was watching my mentors work, but I still, I will still watch, um, you know, I'll still watch what they're doing. And I also still attend education when Heather, when Heather's educating or some of uh, our educators here are educating. I love, I get to look at all their tutorials as well before we put them out. And I think, Oh, I've never used it like that. Oh, I love the way she's done that. So I'm still, even today, I've still got, I've got two, two videos to edit from Heather. So I'm editing and watching videos from other educators, all our educators. So I'm always, learning um i'm picturing you like i never thought to use my own product that way (laughs) you're watching it thinking i just learned something new with my own product that's That's fantastic people yeah i I love love it people because 
they don't think of, you know, they, they've thought of it a different way. And I think, I love that. So absolutely, I'm learning all the time, all the time. Well, I think that's the key. Like, you know, people need hope right now. Our stylist, it's, it's been a really hard, you know, it's been a hard time. And I think hearing from someone like you and where you are in your career to say, I attend education. Hello. Oh, yeah. We all have to always be attending education and learning from everyone. And you can learn from someone brand new, right? Like you can learn from like a totally brand new stylist. Oh, you can. I don't think you should ever think, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years. Uh, I'm not going to mm-hmm. learn off someone that's been doing it for two years because you can. Um, Absolutely. They uh, can be the next Vidal Sassoon for all we know, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Education is key. Education is key. And I remember, you know, back in the day, I would I would fly myself to Vidal Sassoon from from Australia. I'd go to London, um, and that's just how it was. So there's a lot of you you have to invest in yourself. And I don't understand when people don't see the value in Mm -hmm. education. And I find that. I know offensive is a strong word, but I do find it offensive when I think people think that they can charge, you know, X amount, hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. to do something, and yet they won't pay money for education. To go to learn. Sure. I just don't and you know what? That. With your accent, there's nothing offensive. You can say whatever you Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you loved it as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. If you did, please take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social channels. Share this podcast with your industry friends. And don't forget to leave us a review. If you have ideas for upcoming episodes that you'd like us to cover, or if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, email us at socialmedia.com at EvolveSalonSystems.com. We look forward to hearing from you and we love bringing you great content for our incredible industry.